I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it bring it to the bring it Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Jay. I'm founder and editor of TheEaglesBeat.com. I also work on a local radio football show, which is called Back of the Net. You can get me on Twitter on either of those accounts, which is at TheEaglesBeak or at underscore Back of the Net underscore. Hi, I'm Dan, Arsenal fan. You can get my writing at EPLindex.com and you can get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. All right. Well, this is not just a segment. We're actually going to do an honest-to-goodness show. It might be a little shorter as we're trying to squeeze it in between matches, but I thought it would be good to get kind of a group together and talk about everything that's happened. But we will start off with you, Jay, and just your overall take uh, on how England has performed thus far. Yeah, interesting question to answer that one. Um, we've got out of the group stage, which is obviously every country's aim to get into the knockout phases. Probably not as we expected. I mean, we qualify for the tournament exceptionally well. I think it was 10 wins in the group. No hassle whatsoever. Played well in a lot of the games. Did what we needed to do. Very professional, very efficient. Get to the t- uh, tournament itself. Play well against Russia, to be fair. I thought we deserve to get the win but you don't always get what you deserve in the game do you and we were playing a team very much like all three games in the tournament actually we're playing teams which defend very deep you only have to look at the third game against Slovakia they were defending in their penalty box seven players across the back line pretty much for the majority of the game and that's very hard to break down not making excuses we should be better than that we should be able to break these sides down but as we've seen in the Premier League this season teams that play like that don't have a lot of possession do still win games can still win games and it happens um, thankfully, um, we didn't actually lose a game. We've got through the group, but in second place, Wales managed to pick up the, the two wins that they needed and obviously the loss against England. I think, to be fair, I don't think we've done too badly. Probably not as how well as many expected us to because we had such a good qualifying campaign, because we have so much quality in the squad of players that we have. The Wales game was probably the one for, for most people to look at and think, actually... Roy Hodgson did do what we wanted him to do and he made the changes at a point in the game where he needed to and we wanted him to and to change the effect on the second half and it really did. I know it was injury time when we got the second goal but it it kind of felt like it was always coming. We were knocking on the door for a long time and we did get that win. Um, I'd say that the first game was quite disappointing because we played a kind of old clunky Russian side. It didn't really offer too much against us. And the one thing he didn't want to do is to give them, you know, set pieces to uh, to pump into the box. And that's exactly what happened late on. A mismatch with Danny Rose against a big Russian defender. And it ends up being one or which is, you know, kind of one of those things. But we should have we should have finished the game off long before that. Third game, Slovakia, as I mentioned, very defensive, played very deep. 
hard to get around them, particularly as England don't play the wide game, don't have any out-and-out wingers. Personally, I don't cast Sterling as an out-and-out winger. He doesn't particularly run to the to the byline and, and, and cross it in. He plays more of a uh, attacking role, kind of in the, behind the behind the striker, a little bit more central. But I think that's the one thing that we haven't taken with us in the squad, a player that can unlock a defence out wide. Um, Townsend was the obvious choice because he was in the first... Uh, first squad but obviously he wasn't taken he was one of the three that were that were left behind but we've seen a lot of wide players in the Premier League actually do well this season um, and it's surprising that we kind of stick and this isn't being critical to Roy Hodgson I know he's got his critics out there um, particularly for the Slovakia game where he kind of rested well, it looked like he rested a few players brought in the likes of uh, well changed the fullbacks for a start which for me didn't particularly agree Klein played well Bertrand, I'm kind of on the edge as to whether he's actual international quality. A squad player, yeah, but I think we really missed uh, Walker. Carl Walker's probably been the best fullback at the tournament for me so far, and we really missed him in that game because he played that wide game. He attacked the other opposition fullback and defended well, which is his job. Um, but yeah, we've got through the group stage. That's the big thing. We've got through in second place, and we're in a tough side of the draw as it's worked out. But for me, I'm quite positive because against the big countries, against the big teams, they won't play that, you know, they won't come at us as, as a defensive unit so much. They won't defend so deep. So I'm hopeful that that will play into our hands a little bit because we are a good side. Um, not many sides will look forward to playing us. We are hard to break down. Uh, we just need to get into that next gear, really, to, to kind of beat these teams which will defend against us. And Iceland is the one tomorrow. Uh, be interested to see how we fare with there, but we'll touch on that later on. All right. And Dan, obviously... Uh... The U.S. is in the Copa America, which we haven't really touched on at all while it's been going on. Uh, what's your take been on that tournament? Um, we've been pretty okay. Uh, but we ended up finishing fourth, if you're going to count the third place game. We got to the semifinals, lost Argentina. Nothing wrong with that. We've played fine. Not particularly impressive. Not bad either. It's not like we've scraped, or to, not like we've scraped our way through bad performance after bad performance. But uh, we beat the teams we were supposed to beat. We lost to the teams we were supposed to lose to and got slaughtered by Argentina in that case. Um, didn't even register a shot on goal. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fine. There are some positives to take. It hasn't been great, but it's been fine. I would have taken the semifinal exit if uh, if you'd asked me before the tournament. And having Bobby Wood, John Brooks prove themselves to be like legit good players is a, a pretty big deal. Uh, and I actually thought we played reasonably well against Colombia last night, even if we got slaughtered by Argentina the game before. But um, yeah, it's been fine. hasn't been great, but hasn't been bad either. Much, much better than the Gold Cup last year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I yeah, just that's not, to... that's not really a discussion. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What tournament? Um, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did want to mention a couple things about this uh, Copa America. A, for minute by minute watching, it has been much more entertaining than the Euros. I've said this a couple times off recording. I'm not sure if I've actually mentioned it on yet. But a lot of the things that are happening at the Euros uh, seem tremendous because of the stage that it's on. Like Payet's late goals for France were incredible, right? It got the whole city jumping everything, whole, whole country, in fact. But, you know, you shouldn't have been drawing with Albania in the 85th minute. As opposed to the Copa America matches where there's just been so much flair and brilliant football being played. And there's been so much defensive football happening at the Euros. Um, also, uh, I know it's kind of cliche for people to bash the big networks. 
but Fox Soccer has done an awful job covering they've the Copa okay. America. Yeah, they've been terrible. It's been so just... poor. Uh, I listened to two quote-unquote experts give about 10 minutes of reasons combined between them why Argentina would win the match, and both end, one with, well, America can win because we have heart, and the other one say we could win because <laughs> we have home field advantage. <laughs> against Argentina. Uh, and I just, I couldn't. I, I don't understand how they could say such a ridiculous thing and get paid for it. Um, and then Seifu, the, the editor and producer of this show, actually pointed out that uh, how many Americans would have turned off if the experts they had on TV said that the U.S. didn't have a chance. But that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's if that's point, If but, that's the yeah. line we're walking, I don't think mm. football's as close to the popularity in the U.S. that many of us think it is. If that's what we're concerned about. Also, wouldn't they have turned it off when we were down 1-0 in the first 10 minutes? Um, first three minutes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I wasn't too worried about that result either, especially considering we didn't have Bobby Wood or Jermaine Jones, who are in our and best 11. It's unfortunate. Who's the other person we were missing? Bedoya as well. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, Bedoya. Yeah, so we, we were missing a lot of important players to our team. Not that we would have won anyway. Right, yeah. Um, I just remember when they announced the teams, and I looked at their 11 versus ours, and I was like, oh, goodness. And then Zayfu was like, look at look at the bench. And it was like, Aguero, yeah. Di Maria, Lamella. It was like, That's oh, the thing. You've, there were goodness. like four or five players on that Argentina bench that are better than any person to ever pull on a U.S. national team kit. Yeah. It, ever. It was not encouraging. But, but we did do well this tournament. I saw some people saying, should Klinsman go after such a devastating performance against Argentina? No, it's fine. He's still continuing to build up the youth setup in the U.S., and we're going to start seeing fruits of that. Like, Pulisic is really the first one. Pulisic, apparently, is how he wants me to say it. I don't want to say it that way, though. Um, is really, like, the, the first one of, of the batch that's going to start coming through. Uh, we, Dan and I were talking before we started recording. Uh, Miazga and John Anthony Brooks should be a really solid center back pairing for, for a good while, assuming that Miazga can get any playing time if he gets loaned out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see there. Yedlin is not a tremendously good footballer, but he's quick enough in international football. It's hard to deal with him. So the, the future is fine. Uh, it's not terrific, but you know, we'll, we'll get there and, and I'm not too worried about it. Some people are looking at this as a failure and I think getting, you know, as far as we did to even play Argentina to get beaten by them is really the accomplishment here. Yeah. Can I just say, guys, you mentioned that uh, the quality hasn't been quite so good in the Euros that you've been watching. I have to say, I haven't seen much of, uh, well, I haven't seen any Copa America. I do love watching that tournament, but it's on another pay-per-view network over here, and I refuse to pay ah, for a third unlucky. sports network over here. Um, however, saying that, would you argue the fact that you know the Euros is a much bigger competition this time around? You know, more teams are in it. There's six groups of four teams, whereas the Copa America isn't uh, doesn't have that amount of teams competing in it so perhaps the quality we're perhaps yet to see in Euros as it gets into the latter stages like the quarterfinals I'm expecting um, well there's still two more games to go and Euros over here anyway Italy Spain tomorrow should be I'm expecting big things from that maybe that's the wrong thing to, to expect but I'm just wondering whether that's kind of you know uh, you guys watching the Copa America there's less teams in it perhaps there's more of a impetus on teams to actually get results to get through um, quicker than the Euros, because we've had this new thing where the third, so many third-place teams are getting through, and I kind of think that's had a bit of a negative input, impact on some of the group games, perhaps. You know, teams are happy to get a draw um, at certain points. You know, Portugal got three draws, didn't they, and they got through. So, mm. um, yeah, I wondered if that was, you know, perhaps something to do with that. 
Yeah, I think that's. I think the third place. Yeah, I think the third place has a lot to do with it. I also think the fact that I'm not sure all the teams in this Copa America are taking it that seriously because there was just one last year, so they're kind of just more willing to just go, let's go Mm -hmm. play. We need to win at some point, so may as well get it here. And it's been more open because of it. Whereas, like you said, the whole third place team get or qualifying or four of the six means three draws you're probably getting through so there's just more conservatism and the fact that the third place team gets in means like legitimately every team is in for possibly going through so you don't have the little teams who are like we're probably not gonna get through we may as well go out and go for it where yeah because everyone you has have a that chance. in the copa yeah and, not every and to team be has fair another another aspect to the size difference between the two tournaments is we got into the meat and and potatoes of the copa america much quicker like the final exactly. is tonight, <laughs> and we're yeah. still we're still in the we're, we aren't even at the quarterfinals yet. So um, no, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's a, a big thing as well. Is it, another thing with having smaller teams is you advance through the tournament more quickly into the more interesting uh, matchups. Because even some of these matchups during the round of sixteen haven't really been that exciting. Um, yeah. So. No. I I missed the Portugal Croatia game yesterday, but I heard I missed nothing. Oh, you super didn't. F- I, I walked in as Charisma headed in the uh, winner, and I'm like, oh, look, it's the first two shots on target. Yep, and they were within a second of each other. And yeah, both of them that, were. That was a, that was a stat off the foot up. There was one second in between the first and last shot on target. Yep. Way to go! <laughs> and I thought that would be a great one because Portugal's defense yeah, hasn't been we're... super resolute this tournament. Croatia mm. was attacking very well. I mean that mad that that midfield with uh, Rakitic, Perisic, and Modric was doing very well in the group stage. Just did not live up to expectation. No, it did not. All right, yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I missed that one as well. So I made a good choice on last night to go out. <laughs> yeah, all night, yeah so. certainly did. <laughs> um, I genuinely fell asleep for a little bit in the middle, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then it was absolutely demonstrably fine. Um, so going from that and that really disappointing match I just wanted to hear from you guys what your favorite moment of this tournament has been thus far Um, I think there's a few I think certain countries have actually performed or got I say performed better yeah I'd say performed better I think Hungary was one side which Many people are expecting to be the whipping boys of, a, of, of the group they found themselves in. Um, and they've been a real delight to watch, I have to say. Um, ma- brilliant game against Portugal. Um, probably not defensively. Um, uh, absolute yeah. defensive nightmare for both teams. But um, as a game to watch, I mean, I, I got home from work just before uh, half time, settled down to watch second half and goals and attacking. And, and Hungary could have actually won that 4 3 with uh, hitting, the, hitting the post late on as well. So, uh, you know, that for me, Hungary uh, is, is great. I've got a real soft spot for, for Wales, as I think I said on a, uh, on a previous podcast. And having been, to, been in North Wales an awful lot um, over the past few years, um, unfortunately, the Wales are in the same group as, uh, as England. But um, fantastic to see Wales get through. Um, obviously, you know, above England, which isn't quite so great. But putting that to one side, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, it's weird when I watched England play Wales because I almost cheered when Joe Ledley put in a great challenge on England player. And of course, Joe Ledley being a Palace player through and through, got kind of got a little bit lost in the moment then. And 
but watching Joe Dudley do well, Wayne Hennessy, he missed the first game, um, and also Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams has been great whenever he's played, and it just makes you wonder how he hasn't got into a Palace side, uh, particularly last season when he's uh, when he's had an impact. He's always had an impact for Wales. Whenever I've watched him, he's always been um, you know that player. But also Northern Ireland getting through as well. That, I mean that is that was fantastic. Um, there are question marks about whether this third place thing has actually worked. Um, but we'll leave that to one side. We're not taking away uh, the fact that we've had, um, you know, been an England fan, but also great to have Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, and also Wales go through to the knockout stages. Fortunately, it's not been uh, quite so good for Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland since, but Wales in the quarterfinals. Hopefully, England can join them. So for me, that has been a massive positive. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a football fan, you know, um, first and foremost, Palace in England, but you know, we see these players week in, week out playing in, you know, in, in the Premier League and Championship and even lower down. Um, and playing in a tournament like this, I, th- I think it's fantastic. And it's kind of been a bit of a breath of fresh air along with Hungary as well. Um, Iceland's late goal is awesome against Austria of a winner, which mm. is, and the Icelandic commentary is great. I just found uh, sub- or that with brilliant. subtitles last night. Just that wailing. It's amazing. <laughs> Have you guys seen it with subtitles? I sure haven't. It's, Are they uh, in Icelandic? Or? No, it's, just, it's subtitles in English, in English, and it's just like one of those. The voice is gone. Never have I, <laughs> never before have I been so happy. It's just great. Awesome. Um, Paye's late 89th minute winner in the first game was awesome. Sent the city bananas or the country bananas. Um, Every time Gareth Bale steps up to take a free kick is pretty awesome. That's when defenses are actually terrified, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, Will Griggs, but you didn't actually <laughs> get to play a minute. Um, I, ha- I, have to, I have to say, have you seen Will Griggs' heat map? I have not. Yes. Uh, it's just uh, the bench is on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, absolutely brilliant. It's, it's one of the best things on social media this past week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely superb. Oh, everyone's been taking a piss out of that song. Like, Will Griggs on fire. The other team is boarding staff. Will Griggs on fire. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the late, uh, there's been so many late goals in the tournament, which has been mm. awesome and making up for the fact that there haven't been so many early goals. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never, argue that if you started watching every match at halftime, you would have had a much more fun time watching. Yeah, the that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I mentioned you, I mentioned that just now about France in the second half. You'd think they're favourites. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I did the exact same thing for the Hungary Portugal game. Got in, watched the second half of that, um, and I, f- I forgot to mention. Sorry to butt in, Dan, but I just remembered the end of that game was was fantastic because the simple fact that Ronaldo was given a note from a touchline and Hungary and Portugal just passed the ball around for the last couple of minutes of the game, and then the whistle went, and then the commentary over here went to the Iceland Austria game and they said there's been a goal and that was just uh, that was just gold absolute gold um when you see that happen and obviously the Iceland game finished a minute later I think that for me was the moment of the tournament you know flick into the Iceland game they needed a goal they flicked to the live pitchers and there was about four Iceland players attacking one Austrian player uh, and they obviously scored uh, that was fantastic really was yeah and it was uh, that situation where after halftime if anybody scored in that whole group of the Portugal, Hungary, yeah. Iceland, and uh, Sweden, was it? Austria. Austria, uh, yeah. sorry. Uh, sorry. Austria, yeah. Yeah. The dark uh, horse is that everyone, that, myself included, did and totally flopped. Not totally a dark horse flopped. when everybody calls it. That's still yeah. why I stand on that. That is the thing. But, but um, 
But yeah, the fact that if anybody scored, England wouldn't play Portugal. Like that, that was pretty, pretty interesting. Mm. Because then the England fans were also excited for themselves and for Iceland. And obviously, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson (laughs) still holds a soft spot in in many fans' heart. Um, From fantasy stuff, from his time at Tottenham, from from the Welsh perspective Mm. as well. So it just seemed like everybody was really excited about that moment. That, that, That was probably where I was going to go. Uh, as well, the Shakiri goal in that one moment. Was, I mean, this oh, is, this isn't just goal of the tournament, okay. but if it was, it's not close. Because because like I was saying, like there are so many moments that have only been big moments because of the stakes. That was just sublime in and of itself. Um, just absolutely Superb. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just lost talk- my mind. Can you do it on a wet and windy night? Like, I, I can't. I can't believe that went in. Like for five minutes, yeah. I just couldn't believe that went in. Yeah, uh, I I did see somebody online be like, "You gotta close them down." I was like, "Oh, come off it!" Oh, come on! What? <laughs> sure. Yeah. The only closing him down there is like holding him down to the ground. Yeah, like what? Yeah. What's next? Oh, the keeper should have done better. Okay, all right, sure, whatever. Really? Well, <laughs> oh, considering considering that effort was right on the edge of the box, yeah, a lot of people would think, "Oh, go on in, have a go." Yeah. Right. Uh, who was the the guy early in the tournament that was fixing his hair? Oh, the Modric goal, and people were like, "Oh no. yeah," <laughs> freaking out about that. Oh man, that was that was also a mess. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been plenty of moments. I, I think the problem is just having to sit and watch, you know, six it's hours of football a day, place. and only <laughs> an hour of that maybe really being worth the time. Has been frustrating, but yeah, there there have been brilliant moments for sure. I, I agree. The Icelandic goal was incredible. I think uh, the Northern Ireland uh, game where where they scored the two goals was absolutely incredible. Against um, Ukraine, yeah, mm. yeah, and I I don't think many people saw that coming, and that is what put them through. You mentioned Jay earlier about all, all of those teams making it through. Yeah, <laughs> that that was and, and and Republic of Ireland against Italy. That was that was quite some game as well. Even, it was. even though it's just one 0 yeah, and nobody, uh, well, a lot of people were interested because obviously there are a lot of Irish uh, descendants here in the States, but I don't mm. think anybody expected that to be an exciting match because no. Ireland's goal was to not concede and Italy can't score and are built to defend. So, yeah. like, at least that one it was expected. My problem is the games like Portugal-Croatia are turning into defensive <laughs> performances. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, but anyway, all right, so that's that. Um if you had to pick a favorite now, now that we've seen all these teams for a while, uh, who do you think it'll be, and why is it Germany? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we're, we're talking bef- ahead of the Spain-Italy game tomorrow, so that will have a big impact on you know what we think. Um, also, the England-Iceland game as well. I mean, assuming England... Well, I say assuming England get through. I think England have got to be favourites in that game to get through. But I still think even if we do get through, not a lot of people will be talking about us. It's going to be one of Germany, Italy or Spain, whoever gets through in that game. I think G- Germany were just typically efficient today. They, I don't think they really got into top gear today either. I think they just did what they needed to do. Slovakia are very poor. Skirtle was the Skirtle we've seen all season for Liverpool today. Um, he was tremendous against England, which is just typical in the group game. Um, but Germany just know how to get through tournaments. You know, these teams do. You, you can't 
you can't bet against them a lot of the time. Very, very similar to Spain as well in their in their recent history in tournaments. Um, and Italy, for me, whoever gets through that game, I think it's for me. It's Germany edges it at the moment. Um, I don't think France really. I, I think it, I, I think it, they're beatable, France at the moment. Although saying that, Germany, I don't think have defended that great either. Even though they got a clean sheet today, I think um, they haven't particularly been tested. Um, you know, throughout the group stage and and, and obviously against Slovakia. So, Slovakian team didn't really do anything for me today at all. So at the moment, it's Germany as things stand. Um, but I think the winners of Italy or Spain, whoever gets through that tough game, arguably going to be the game of the tournament um, just through sheer stature of the fixture itself in in, in tournament football. So, um, yeah, the next two games are going to be interesting. But, yeah, Germany, edge it for me at the moment. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, Germany is the easy pick. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to say... Pick Wales. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want. I want to say Belgium so badly. They're just not convincing at all. Just because they're on the easy side of the bracket, and like you know, mm. Germany has a very good chance to lose one of their quarter or semifinal or quarterfinal games because they're going to play likely or one of Spain or Italy in the se- in the quarterfinals and probably France in the semifinals, which like both of those are incredibly difficult games, and you can see them losing. So like, you want to pick a team from the easy side of the bracket, but they're all so bad. So it's, um, but like Belgium is completely inconvincing, even though they're so talented. So, uh, I, I'll pick and we Germany. should point That's out this is right before pitch. the Belgium game. So if you're listening to this and Belgium won like five yeah, if nil, Belgium are out, <laughs> or the if other Belgium way, if they out, randomly play brilliantly, um, yeah, and then you're like, no, I, I mean they're gonna even win the then, like, oh. Wait, moment of the tournament. Every time Hungary's keeper does something hilarious, I forgot oh, about yes. that. Oh, Jay, you have to hop in on that with his palace days. Oh, Gabor. Oh, we love Gabor. Um, I, I I took it upon myself the other day to try and find an image of him without without tracksuit bottoms. Um, I did. I did find one, but it was the day we lost, I think it was 4-0 to Chelsea. Um, so since then, we never saw him wear shorts again. Um, but yeah, Gabor eccentric isn't he he's an eccentric keeper um i think he got a lot of criticism from the uk commentary during the um uh, during, during the game against portugal and the one before that i can't remember who they played before that was a sweden i think um but yeah i mean from what i understand and from what i know from his palace days 
he's a very loud and influential goalkeeper to have behind a, a defence. Um, and it's a fantastic statistic, isn't it? That he's, uh, I think he's the oldest goalkeeper to have played at a... Or is it the oldest player, yeah, even? He's I can't remember player. Which, which way. Yeah, he's the oldest player. Yeah. Broke um, Matthias' uh, yeah. record. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been... It's, since he left Palace, he's, he's been at a few clubs, mostly in Germany, but I think he had a, he turned out for Fulham as well at, at certain points. But, uh, yeah, um, he gets a lot of criticism for his baggy departments, but he was a bit of an icon at Palace. He, he still is. He, he, he really is. Uh, fond memories of him, really, even, even though he's a little bit eccentric. But I think a lot of goalkeepers have to be eccentric a little bit. <laughs> if his pants are always baggy, shouldn't he have played for West Brom? The, don't laugh at that. We're going to move on. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> shush. Uh, uh, um, so Dan, uh, pressed, pressed for an actual team. Who do you think are favorites? I'll go for Germany. Okay, that's that's yeah, it's boring. But I'll go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was like half joking with the Welsh thing because they have that, done yeah. a fantastic job this tournament, and mm. based on how mediocre Belgium have been. And the fact that their starting right back plays in the MLS up against Bale, if that ends up <laughs> they t- being wait. the matchup. Hmm. Si- or they drop Simon for, for the other guy, denier. for an actual fullback. They don't, no, have an ac- they don't actually have a right-sided fullback. Their only actual yeah. wingback is jo- uh, Jordan Lukaku, who's on the left. He's still, I assume, the guy who came as a center back, to be honest. I'd never heard of him, but yeah. didn't realize he was... Or he was also a center back. Oh, That's... yeah, they're all they're all center backs. <laughs> oh, because he played like a fullback against Ireland. <laughs> I he played well. Oh, yeah, that, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> but regardless, that that they aren't really going to be able yeah. to, to oh, keep up just... with Bale. Then the interesting thing yeah. becomes this is the actual matchup where Fellaini is a good play because both Wa- Wales has seemed to adopt Swansea's inability to defend headed goals. Um, which, if you're looking at common denominators there, it's Ashley Williams. Um, hate to be harsh. But uh, that that could be the issue. Lukaku in the air, Witzel in the air, Fellaini in the air. But otherwise, I think that Wales could beat Belgium right now. Of course, we're recording this before, and if Belgium went 5-0, then we're all going to look like idiots. But mostly me. Um, but if they make it through that match... It's hard to see somebody else stopping them on the way to the final from that half of the bracket. Mm. I, I I know I know it's kind of crazy pants, but a Germany was already taken, um, yeah. <laughs> and b <laughs> I, I I think that your point is well made that somebody from the other side of the bracket, well, first of all, somebody from that side of the bracket is ma- is making the finals. That's just how brackets That's, work. That was what I was kind of. <laughs> poorly saying like if yeah. you're going for a favorite you want us to go the team that is in the finals that you know is there in, right or like the best chance of making the final and then it goes to a one-off game yeah and like germany has such a difficult road you'd say like if you're gonna run this a, a thousand times they're not gonna get to the final as often as say belgium mm. or portugal or something yeah. as fun as it would be to have Wales score a free kick against portugal where ronaldo doesn't yes. i think it'd be <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Wales might might just find themselves in a final, which would be absolutely uh, tremendous. Whether or not they could I beat think- any of the big teams from the rougher side of the bracket it, it re- would remain to be seen. But I'm sure any Welsh fan would have taken making it out of the group at the beginning of the tournament, making it to a final would be an absolute dream. I think an interesting point on that one is that uh, facing Belgium potentially in the next round, 
they could well they, they they played them in the qualifiers they had them in the same group in the qualifiers mm. so they will know a lot about each other having and played be, them twice and did not concede a goal over either game beat them one yeah. nil and drew them nil nil yeah. yep so that'd be interesting but you're right kev in that belgium on paper if they are the belgium on paper the way in, in terms of performance wise and they're doing it on the pitch that you know that we would do we expect them to be like then yeah i would say no doubt about it they've got the easier side of the bracket um but they're just not installing any confidence in me at all in the way that they're playing. They don't playing. play to Lukaku's um, they, strengths, which is really dumb. I think it, they, they make him seem, go like be a back to goal striker and have to actually use his first touch, which is the only thing bad about him. Like they, they, I mean, do, the they just seem to me. Either. Yeah, well, they just yeah. seem to me like a team that would lose against a you know they lose a stupid game or a game that they'd be expected to win, uh, which for me is kind of. It reminds me of the old Dutch sides in mm. terms of so many star players <laughs> in a squad of, uh, and never quite realise um, their full potential in a way. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, that's those. Those are our picks. Um, take, take them with however many grains of salt you feel is most appropriate. Um, all right. So Jay, uh, obviously Netherlands US not in this tournament, so it is up to you. Uh, to preview your match tomorrow for us. Another tough game. As I mentioned, England are struggling to break down teams which defend against them. I think Iceland have, so far this tournament, played in games where they've had around 30% possession, a little bit more, a little bit less in some games. So they're going to be exactly that kind of team that we have struggled to play. I do think the second round knockout stages are a little bit different, a little bit different in terms of mindset, not just getting a point to get out of the group or not just getting some sort of result out of, you know, to get to it. it, It's all out, isn't it? You, you know, the winner, the the winner goes through to the next round. That's basically it. So um, typical cup format. I expect England to have enough to beat Iceland. However, Iceland have enough about them to, to cause an upset here. They really do Uh, defend for, you know, a fair amount of time. And they beat, they beat an Austria side, which were, very well touted before this competition. You know, did well in qualifying, very much like England did. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of people, including the media, were expecting good things of them. But that's just kind of not not materialised for them. And, you know, it's an Icelandic team. They're a team of players. Um, they've got a couple of couple of stars in there. But uh, namely, well, the main one is Sigurdsson, as Kev mentioned earlier, which, you know, we know a lot of in, in English football. The, play, the English players will know a lot of them as well. Whether that's a good or bad thing, hopefully it's a good thing that they can, you know, do a job on him to, to keep him quiet. But I think if England get an early goal and Iceland have got to come out and, and, and get something, then that'll probably play into our hands a little bit in that one. Um, still a potential banana skin completely. Uh, looking forward to, you know, looking forward to the game. It's tournament football. It's, it's the knockout stages. Who Who's not going to look forward to a game like that? Uh, obviously, you know, two great games tomorrow as well. The Italy-Spain game before that. So that can be our little aperitif beforehand and uh, we can go into the game. Hopefully it's a good result for us. But I'm, I'm quietly confident that, you know, we've had a favourable draw in the next round, even though it was very late in the uh, in the group stages, it kind of occurred. But um, I think that um, yeah, we we should be seeing ourselves into the quarterfinals. Hopefully, Roy knows his strongest team go, um, that's going to start this game. Hopefully, no more playing around with the team and play the lineup, which um, you know he he should know which is his strongest lineup. Um, and yeah, I, I I think we should beat them. I'm not going to say comfortably. We should beat them comfortably. 
you know, no disrespect to Iceland. Uh, I'm not quite like Ronaldo in saying that they're, you know, they've got a small, small team mentality because that's just uh, <laughs> because that's just then they complete, finish yeah. above you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. Uh, you know, you, you pay teams a respect that they're they're due, and they've got out of their group um, against what everybody predicted. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of a yeah, fantastic story, isn't it? Really, but hopefully, it won't go any further. <laughs> And why would you insult the country of the mountain? Like, that's a terrible idea. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Had to get one in there. Yeah, fully understandable. The finale's tonight, guys. Get excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> Been excited for a while. <laughs> I'm sure. Jay, if I had to press you for a final score, knowing that Sigurdsson is going to score a free kick or something, what do you think it'll be? Uh, I I've been quite... I've been running a prediction league, and I'm top of that at the moment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go confidently for a two nil to England. I'm gonna ignore what you said about Sigurds and free <laughs> kick. I'm I'm gonna say a two nil win for England. It won't be easy, um, no doubt about it. Um, but I think if we can get an early goal in the first 15 minutes or so, that will settle us down, and we should go on to um, to win the game. And I, yeah, I'm gonna go two nil. All right, and uh, obviously it'll be interesting to see if some of the Spurs players are reinstated into the side. I was worried about that narrative. Then they don't play. England continues to struggle anyway. Dan, you've been on the wrong end of a narrative recently with Utsal and Jaka missing penalties. Giroud maybe not playing up to levels. Uh, well, do you have anything you'd like to say to those people? I thought Giroud played fine today. Genuinely, I'm not just saying that to be an, just like be contrarian. Like he just. The whole French team played poorly in the first half, and the service they're giving him, like, he can only do so much with balls up to his head and no one to knock it down to. And then in the second half, he played a, he played a part in the first goal and played a key part in the second goal and the, pen, and the penalty. I'm Not the penalty, the red card. So, hey. But um, as far as missing penalties, yeah, they missed penalties. I don't know why Ozil took it. He's not. He's missed three out of his last four. And that's yeah, over, like, a three-year period. Why would you get Mueller back on the score sheet? And I have no idea. Like, it was really weird. Right, so but all like, Arsenal players are awful, as are Tottenham players. All club players obviously. are awful for All their players are awful, really. That's What's really, good? That's Especially really the breaking else. news here. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Jay. I'm uh, founder and editor of TheEaglesBeak.com. And I'm also, I also work on a local radio football show called Back of the Net. You can get me on both the Twitters at the Eagles Beak or at underscore Back of the Net underscore. I have to say, Back, uh, Back of the Net are actually uh, covering the Euro. So there's lots of great content on the website. So by all means, head over and check that out. It's backofthenetsouth.com. Uh, yeah, I'm Dan. You can catch me furiously defending Ozil and Giroud on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. My workload has been significantly reduced uh, during this tournament, but you can still listen to the FPL Roundtable. We've done a couple episodes. We should probably do another one, uh, obviously, before the next round starts. So I guess just keep a, a vague eye out for that. All right, and that's it for me. So thank you so much for joining us, guys. It was a pleasure as always, and we hope you keep listening.
learning, um, and hopefully I can change how I ask for this. I mean, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how great would it be if I actually left that in the outro? <laughs> how great would it be? <laughs> All right, so that is it for me. That's it for us. Thanks so much to these guys for joining us. Let me help you keep listening. Did I voice this crack for the first time in a decade? What is happening? <laughs> no! Sorry. Well, that's fine. The uh, world doesn't want you to watch Belgium. It doesn't. It's Kevin De Bruyne with his weird face. <coughs> Sorry, it was right on the screen. Right as I said that. <laughs> that isn't just my overarching opinion. They just zoomed in on Kevin De Bruyne. Sorry. <coughs> <laughs> All right, and that is it for me, and it's it for us as well. So thank you so much to, to Dan and Jay for J- Jan and Jay? What? <laughs> oh my god, is this real life? What? <laughs> I need a nap or a beer. Or both, a nap beer. <laughs> nap beers, brought to you by ETO Roundtable. Ever want to get drunk but you're asleep? Try nap beers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, alright. This is last time. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.